This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We are living, breathing, and soaking in the glory of the NFL. So let's do a little read and react to some of the top narratives. All right, good morning, Chelsea. Good morning, Jinx. We'll jump right into it. Read and react number one, Miami Dolphins. They turned heads back a couple weeks ago when they dropped 70 on Denver earlier this season. They now have three losses, all against the top teams on their schedule. They've lost in Germany to Kansas City. They took L's to the Bills and the Eagles as well. The Dolphins are still heavy favorites to win the AFC East. They are minus 200. But can we really trust Miami when it comes to the playoffs? Chelsea, I will start with you. Where are you on the Dolphins down the road? When it comes to the playoffs or winning the AFC East? Because in no world do I want to lay minus 200 with a team that doesn't match up well with a team that's in their division. They've already got smoked by the Buffalo Bills, who conversely, or on the same page, have been kind of maddeningly, maddeningly inconsistent as well. But still, I don't know if I believe in the Dolphins because it is the most simple point, but it is still a true one. They have not held up their offense against the top teams in the NFL. So why would we start believing in them now? It feels like you can't go against that narrative until they prove us otherwise. So no, I don't believe in the Dolphins down the road. I think the better team, I've said this every day on the show, is the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC. Better value, a better team, and a team that has proven that they can go against the top dogs in the NFL. So don't be thinking about that game where you gave up or they had 70 points scored against the Denver Broncos. Nobody cares. The mm-hmm. Broncos aren't going to be in the postseason. So, no, I'm out on the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins are the Oklahoma Sooners of the NFL because they have all this offensive weaponry. I'm serious. Where Think about it. If you look at Oklahoma's schedule and you look at Miami's schedule, you know what you're going to see? You're going to see a lot of offensive talent. You're going to see them run up the score against really bad teams. But when they face good teams, competitive teams, all of a sudden – that incredible offense sort of goes away and then they get in a dogfight and they either lose or it's too close for comfort. So the Dolphins are supremely talented. There's no question about that. But defense always traveled or always travels. You were just talking about this. This is just the way it goes with the Dolphins. If you're so good, you got to beat a team with a winning record. Just running up the score on bad teams is just a credit to the fact that, yeah, you have a lot of offensive weapons. You're going to crush bad defenses. But when you face a defense that can challenge you offensively, all of a sudden you look like a completely different team. So I'm not buying Miami, especially not at minus 200. So I'm with you there. Absolutely not. Hey, Jenks, Jenks. didn't Oklahoma beat Texas? Yes, they did. But also, (laughs) here's the thing. They did. Look, it – but they won with 15 seconds to play in the game. Do you know what I mean? Still so win. it's still against a win, a but the team. point is, against a good team, but also they just had a couple of bad losses. And also at the same time, my, the point is Miami is blowing out. They're blowing out bad teams. They didn't blow out Texas. They escaped at the very last second. If you're as good as the Dolphins should be, if you're as good as they should be, then you should be hammering a team like Texas and putting up that same sort of offensive output that you show against everyone else. My point is, 
all of a sudden they don't dominate when they face someone who can challenge them. And so it's a misnomer to think the Dolphins are this dominant team. They don't dominate against very good competition. It's either really close or they lose. That's the rudder point. I don't disagree. Just had to get my shot in there. I know, I know. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I saw the look on your face. I was like, here it comes. I love the fact that you stay on brand with your Oklahoma hate no matter what, Jinx. It's fantastic. No matter what. No matter Always. what. All right. Always. <laughs> Number two, the AFC North right now. Who thought? Who saw this coming? An absolute juggernaut. All four teams are over 500. All four teams would be in the playoffs if the season ended today, the division winner, and they would take all three wildcard spots. Now, realistically, one of these teams is not going to make the playoffs. Baltimore is leading the way at 7-2, and two, but which of the teams, Jinx, do you think will come up short when it comes to the playoffs? The Steelers, the Browns, or the Bengals? It's the Browns. It is the Browns for two reasons. Number one, karma. All right? Karma is not going to be good to the Browns. You signed Deshaun Watson, and you made a pact with the devil. And the devil says, all right, you can have a quarterback, but you're not making the playoffs. I just don't think they're a good team. They have a great defense. But I believe in – I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think the Ravens are obvious. The Bengals are obvious. So, really, you're talking about a two-team race as to which team is going to be left out, right? And I trust a Pittsburgh team – and Mike Tomlin, who will find a way to win ugly, and it won't be great, but this is what they do each and every single year. And you can say it's a tired narrative, and I'm tired of hearing about how Mike Tomlin never has a losing record, but guess what? He just doesn't. This is what he does. The Steelers have been outscored all season long. They've been outgained all season long, and they're sitting here at 5-3. and three. You know what that is? That is coaching, and I will take – a tried-and-true head coach who has done this before over a Cleveland team that is banged up and a quarterback that I do not trust. So I'm leaving the Brownies out. Yeah, I think you could argue for either the Browns or the Steelers. If you look at net points, uh, neither of these teams are very good, but you got to look at the Steelers here. Their net points right now, minus 30 compared to the Ravens, positive 115. Even if the Steelers make it to the postseason, what do we think their ceiling really is? The only thing I can see happening is if, per chance, we get a first-round matchup with the Steelers as a wild card and the Ravens, I would imagine they probably get a first-round bye. But if there is some scenario in which the Steelers play the Ravens, that is one that I would be interested in because that's the only scenario in which I see the Steelers mm -hmm. actually making waves in the postseason is if they get to play a divisional foe. And we know that those games between the Steelers and Ravens are always very close. But I don't know. I feel like both the Steelers and the Browns, near these teams, I'm super interested in the long run. But, uh, yeah, I think I would agree with you, even though nobody's looking at the Steelers and saying, yeah, this is a playoff team. Like, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'll go Steelers. I, I can find maybe four more wins for the Steelers. They got the Packers this week. They've got the Cardinals, the Patriots, and the Colts the rest of the way. They're probably going to be favored in all of those. Does nine and eight get you in the playoffs? Because that's what they're staring at right now. Probably four more wins. Hmm. Are you asking us? Are you asking us this question? Are they no. making the playoffs? Does nine and eight get you in this year in the AFC? Is that gonna is that enough? Oh, I don't know. But here's Probably the thing not. about the Steelers. 
Like, are the Steelers a trustworthy enough team to look at their schedule and say, okay, these are all games that they should win? Because to me, I look at that offense and say, this is a Steelers team that can lose to just about anybody. No doubt. No doubt. That is definitely that is definitely true. All right. Read and react number three. Another week and another question about the viability of your Minnesota Vikings. Somehow, Joshua Dobbs led the Vikings to a win over Atlanta after not taking a single practice snap during the week. Minnesota still holding on to the seventh and final playoff spot in the NFC. Their closest teams are the four and five commanders and the team they just beat, the four and five Falcons. Their next three games before their bye, New Orleans, Denver, and Chicago. So Chelsea, how long are the Vikings going to stick around in this playoff hunt? I think they'll stick around for a while just because look at the other teams. Like you said, who are they battling with? The Commanders, the Falcons, the Bucks. <laughs> Even though maybe I would assume the Packers probably play them later on in the year. Uh, but the Rams, they're three and six. God, the NFC is so top heavy that I just think by that theory, you look at the rest of the teams. Yeah, the Vikings stand a chance here even with Josh Dobbs. So, unfortunately, I think that's a fact. I can't believe it. It's a fact. I don't know how. How is this happening? Look at this schedule. Saints, Broncos, and Bears. So bad. That's so bad. Yeah, they might make it in just by default. You know, sometimes you have a team where everything just kind of falls into place, and it seems like everything is going against them, and yet – they got that incredible win with Dobbs, and now this is their schedule. So, yeah, I, I I have a hard time believing it. If you had asked me two or three weeks ago, I would have said, no, the Vikings are done. Kirk Cousins is out. It's over. But that win, I think, this weekend was absolutely crucial. That's one of those wins where just that singular win could end up being the difference when they had no business winning that game. So, yeah, I think they might make it in. Even though – even even money, I don't know if it's a bet that I'm willing to make. Because when you have that many bad teams that are kind of bundled up like that, I think you take the team with the longest odds. Because if you're banking on yeah. chaos, you're banking on chaos. And none of these teams really deserve to be like favorites, even though the Vikings are even money to reach the postseason. But it's looking like a very bad bottom of the barrel when it comes to the NFC. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.